Holy City Sound Off. Spotlight number 13. Very exciting guest today. Mr. Robbie Crawford joins us. Thanks so much, Robbie. <clears throat> Excuse me for being here. Sorry as I choke because we start the <laughs> podcast. Okay. Uh, first off, congrats on fatherhood. That's very exciting. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, my uh, daughter won today, so you caught me a good time. Oh, hey, happy birthday. Happy yeah. first birthday. I appreciate it. Thank Is you. Thank some, you. Some cake in your future tonight, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, we celebrated last night, so she she got her cake fix. Gotcha. So the leftovers tonight, then. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Hangover <laughs> is not too bad, I hope. Uh, and also, how's how's the team feeling going into playoffs here? Pretty exciting time of year. We're excited to head down there shortly. But uh, what's the vibe at Patriots Point like right now? Yeah, we're we're obviously excited. It's been a a good season, a lot of good results, a lot of wins, especially comparing it to last year. So. Um, Obviously, the last couple of weeks we've lost a couple of games, having having taken the lead, so it's not been not been ideal. But nobody's panicking or kind of overreacting too much. It's just that's what it is, and and we're looking to take momentum right as the playoffs come. Yeah, how's the um, obviously the two losses? Um, they can be tough, but like you said, the mentality's right. How how are things in terms of looking at the remaining games and what's being done? I guess from the locker room perspective on shifting the mindset of like yes every game's important but we, yeah. we take these results as they are and we keep pushing on how's that how's that going so far for the team yeah i mean it's um it's kind of difficult balance that we've qualified and every game's important but obviously playoffs are are kind of the what we've been playing for all season so it's it's up to us to be professional i mean every game is important we've got a lot to play for kind of you know record number of points and whatnot for this year and I think you speak to anyone, it's hard to just turn it on come playoffs. Like we need to, you know, as experienced guys need to, you know, stick together and tell the younger guys what it's, what it's all about. But like I said, everyone's been great so far this season. There's no point to overreact. And we're not a bad team all of a sudden just because we lose a couple of games. So everyone everyone understands that. And looking, for, looking forward to a big week this week. Love to hear that. And uh, definitely want to dig deeper into more of the team aspect as well as USL. But before we get into that, I want to discuss more about you and your kind of your career as a whole. Obviously, you started with Rangers um, in your academy years. Really want to understand more about what that experience was like um, going through the academy and your overall time playing for them, um, and just how what it means to you now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a big part of my life. I joined the club when I was eight, and then left when I was twenty-three. So obviously, fifteen years is a long time, and. Um, yeah, I still remember getting getting invited over to the club and it was, you know, pretty pretty professional environment from an early age and pretty pretty cutthroat. Guys getting told they're not, not getting kept on for the next year and means a lot to families. It's obviously a massive, massive club in in Scotland and kinda around the world as well. So it's um yeah, I think it taught me a lot about that sort of winning mentality. It was every game was, you know, it's kinda unacceptable to even even draw and never mind never mind losing. So I think that instilled quite an early age, like the kind of drive to win and um yeah it makes you grow up pretty fast and in, in that environment and life school at 16 17 to to go professional so it's a yeah big part of my life and obviously a massive club so it's one i'm, I'm proud to say that i played for the first team but try not to dwell on the past too much and i'm i'm really you know like I say happy that happened but focus on on the here and now yeah for sure no and that's definitely a, a huge jump 16 17 years old um Obviously, being with the club at a more difficult time um, within the Scottish Championship and, and lowered levels, 
what does it mean, I guess, to see them now where, where Rangers is at, obviously having won the Scottish Premiership and playing in Europa League? Yeah. Um, it, it must be just from a fan perspective, fun to watch them play. And when they match up against in Celtic, I wonder, uh, I, I, I expect the old firm rivalry probably sits deep with you um, from a fan perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, go back to the start. Obviously, it's, it was quite a surreal time being at the club when we were in the lower leagues and we'd have 50,000 at home and then the next week we'd be at a small stadium with a few hundred capacity and uh, yeah, I was still packed with Rangers fans. So it was, it's a pretty big part of the club's history and to be part of it was pretty special, even though it wasn't really what I'd envisioned when I was a young <laughs> kid trying to make it to the first team. But um, And then, yeah, like you say, the journey they've been on ever since, getting to the Europa League final a couple of years ago winning league Stephen Gerrard in charge it's some some big names again big part of the history and it's nice to to get messages from fans saying that you're part of the journey and it still means something to them so it's it's nice to hear and, and really nice to see the club in a good place for all that this season hasn't been too great so far but um yeah and the rivalry with Celtic is, is massive <laughs> even <laughs> under 17 games we would get like 10 15,000 a couple of games and it was yeah runs deep runs deep in the country it's cool. It's so cool. Is there anybody in the youth academy that you remember that you keep in touch with nowadays? Anybody whose career you followed or you know is still uh, playing ball at a high level? Um, I mean, Billy Gilmore is a pretty big name playing for, for Brighton in Scotland at the minute. He was a good few years younger than me, but he trained, trained for him a few times and yeah, nice kids and obviously went to Chelsea and kicked on and he's had a really good career so far. Um, Callum McGregor is another name. He was in the Celtic youth team and he's He's captain of Celtic now, so it's kind of interesting to see see that progression. He's been there since he was a kid as well. So, um, yeah, guys like that, guys that are in the Scotland team right now, played against, played with at certain times, or different connection here and there. So it's yeah, it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, and it's always interesting to see the national team are are doing really well right now. So it's, it's mm-hmm. good to see as well. Yeah, it's good to see Scott McTominay. I'm a Manchester United fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, a player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good weekend for him. Coming off, coming off the bench, maybe his break. best weekend ever. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, yeah. It bought him a couple more, more, uh, more months at United. More seasons. No, I... This price tag, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, big, big career at Red Rangers, going through your uh, development there. Obviously, you also had stints within the Scandinavian uh, regions, uh, Iceland in particular. I don't know anything about Icelandic football, but I'm really curious to kind of get your take on it, your experience playing there, um, what you were able to learn as a player. Is and, it like is it yeah. as advertised as we see online as every pitch happens to be in front of this like beautiful backdrop of this ocean and mountains cutting into the ocean? And you're like, how could anyone even focus on a practice with this going around? Because is it like that or are there a lot more normal stadiums than you'd realize that aren't on the side of the ocean? Yeah. Um, I think more often than not, they're just kind of standard stadium, mm-hmm. but there are, there are the odd ones that are pretty, pretty breathtaking in the background, but, um, those Instagram pictures make it look a lot better than it is, I think. <laughs> but, um, no, Iceland in general, I, I mean, same, I didn't really know too much about it before I went. Um, yeah, I left Rangers and had quite a few trials down in England that just didn't work out for, for one reason or another. And then I was kind of not really sure where to turn to next in my career and then, an agent got me in touch with the club over there and ended up going to the champions of Iceland and uh, they had Europa League and Champions League qualifiers to play. So I went from in the January, not really knowing where I'd be to June or July playing in Champions League qualifiers. So it was, it was a pretty crazy six months. And um, that was probably the highlight of, of my time there playing in those sort of games against 
you know, some fairly fairly big European teams. Yeah, um, crazy time. And then indeed, yeah. Especially over six months. I mean, that that kind of jump is nuts. I was going to say, what like store, what Champions League stories in particular do you have? Was there a moment where you kind of realized, wow, this really is a, a much larger stage than something I've I've seen before? Whether it's the hundreds of cameras or thousands of fans. Um, I I was kind of used to the big crowds and being kind of recognized playing for Rangers and stuff. So that aspect wasn't huge, but I think when we won our first Champions League qualifier, that was huge financially for the club. Like just remember seeing the, the staff, like the club, the office staff being just celebrated as if they won the World Cup basically, because I think it really funded like our next couple of years. Like it's, it means a lot, this kind of European money that comes into it. Um, and then uh, like I say, it was just kind of surreal, just having not really sure where I'd be a few months beforehand and then ended up going to, Slovenia and Portugal and Finland and all over the the continent playing Europa and Champions League qualifiers was was just a pretty good experience all around. Yeah, I think that's anyone's any footballer's dream is to be involved yeah. in competitions at any level, even if it's yeah. not the group stages. Um, yeah. it, it is it is really cool to see how like a player's career can go from in this particular area and then I don't know where like you said you're playing in the biggest competitions, qualifying yeah. trying to qualify for them and. You're also having an impact, like you said. It's it's funding this club's seasons for the next couple of years, whatever, whatever it may be. So um, that's super exciting for for you and, and the career that you've had, bouncing around and trying different clubs in different areas. No, absolutely, absolutely. What would you, what would you say has been what was your favorite time in in Europe? Obviously, Rangers is, is closer to you, having gone to their youth development. But I guess what was yeah. your most fun experience over overseas in Europe? Um. Yeah, it's a good question. I think obviously debut and first goal for, for Rangers are big ones and then probably the Champions League debut was big and then I scored in the Europa League in my in one of the first games there. So that was that was pretty pretty big deal. Uh, my dad made it out for the trip as well, so that was that was nice he was there and um just little moments like that. Being in Israel playing in the national stadium there was was a good one. We were actually ten minutes away from being the first Icelandic team to qualify for Europa group stage and then wow. a couple of like goals. That was that was a sore one, but that would have been a pretty cool thing to do. But what was your um, what was your go to celebration after you score a goal? Are you a fist pump or are you a he's a knee slide knee guy, <laughs> maybe like a low key knee slide guy. <laughs> I wish it was. I didn't have a knee slide then. <laughs> uh I would do a little fist pump I think, yeah. Usually if I'd come on for Rangers and we're like three 0 up and I'd scored fourth, it wasn't really worth celebrating. So I'd just kind of not be embarrassed by it, but yeah. yeah. But when we come and watch the playoff game, if you could do like a corner flag punch, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I myself would lose it if I saw you do that, but it's just yeah. a recommendation. All right. Yeah. All right. I've got this one I could leave for my wife. She'll have something to say about. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like that. You broke a corner flag last week. He's probably your man. Yeah. Okay. We, we saw that. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he picked it up, though. He did. Like, he fixed it. I know. That's good one. <laughs> I don't know what my thing is against corner flags. I just like seeing someone really show one who's boss, you know? <laughs> so you start at Rangers, obviously, then you find yourself in Iceland. And sure enough, at some point you land in the low country. And there's tons of questions I have about your first few months there. Um, Cause obviously had you been to the USA at that point, by the way, was this your first time or had you been before? Uh, I'd been on vacation a couple of times when I was younger. And then actually in 20, the, the year I signed for the Icelandic club in 2017, I had a tryout at NCFC in like North Carolina. And again, I thought I was going to sign, didn't happen. And then actually I was home for a couple of weeks and then went to Iceland. So that was kind of right before the, the Icelandic move. I was on trial there. 
Gotcha. And and you had been obviously at a club with great rich history uh, in Rangers, but Battery are kind of seen in the USA pyramid on similar levels. A team that's been around for a very long time. They have a very rich history within the game, many titles. Uh, was that exciting for you in terms of seeing some of the parallels? Like you're sort of stepping into something that you can really believe in and see is really strong when you get here, just with the history that that the club has brought so far. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, that's no, you've, you've described it pretty well. I think. Um, you know, I, I played with a guy in Iceland who ended up at Charleston Zico Lewis, and that's kind of how ended the move came about. Um, so he told me a lot about the club and gave me a little bit of background. And obviously, when I heard I was going on trial, then did a bit of research. So the more I looked into it, the more exciting it got. And um, I knew the owners had taken over not long beforehand and we were moving stadiums. So there was, there was a lot going on for the club and, um, you know, founded the same year I was born sort of thing. So it's kind of <laughs> sort of connected. Yeah, and, uh, it just, it just was a nice fit and, and seemed right. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously you've had a crazy journey with the club already. You've been, you've been a utility man in so many different positions what are some of the things, I guess, from the team standpoint this year that are sticking out to you? Because you mentioned earlier, it is a very young side. So going into this playoff uh, game, you know, probably a little bit more will be asked from you and the other veteran players because these guys will be looking forward to, you know, someone to lead them and everything going into this fight. So what have, what have trainings been like with the younger guys? Is it a, is it a really exciting group to be around every day? Yeah, yeah, it is, honestly. Um, I think there's people keep going on about how young we are. It's not like... It doesn't feel that way when you're at practice. Like coaches got really high standards. Um, a couple of guys that have been there a long time, Leland Archer and AJ Patterson, AJ Cochran's been around the league a lot. So I think uh, with those sort of voices and nobody gets nobody gets carried away. I don't think you get to this, you know, the position we're in with by being complacent or thinking we're better than what we are. I think it's it's kind of cliche a lot of what coach kind of preaches, but it's it's so true that we literally just build on each session Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Friday to improve on Saturday and the result kind of takes care of itself. It's it's not something we can influence, but um, we can influence how hard we work each day and the standards we keep and if it's just a passing drill or the warm up, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I think uh, to your point, as experienced guys should um, lean on that experience in the next couple of weeks and it should should help these younger guys. But I think they've they've done amazingly so far. So there's it's just kind of more of the same. Don't need to like say overreact or panic too much of these last couple of results. So you brought up coach Pierman, and I think that's a great segue into one of the questions I was looking forward to asking, because you are a guy who's been around the block. You've had a lot of different coaches in your career so far and not to ask you where Ben stacks up among all of them, I guess not to ask for a ranking or anything, but I guess compare his coaching style to some of the other coaches you've had, because I would say as an American, I think it's sort of uh, a, there's a lot of uh, unknown faces that are American coaches who have great potential within the game. And I think Ben Pierman's one of those guys. So what's it been like working with him so far and, and all the new things he's brought to the program? Um, yeah, it's obviously like it's hard to, to compare a rank. I think every coach, like if I was to go into coaching one day, I think I'd take something from, from every coach, but I think uh, Ben's got a lot to offer in terms of just his, his work rate and his enthusiasm for the game. Like he studies film, like no one I've really seen before. And he, I think he, I think he leans more on European football than than maybe American, like soccer. I think he's um, got that kind of appreciation for. He's always asking me about Rangers and Scottish culture, and can tell he watched a lot of games there and European football. I think he just loves loves the game, studies a lot of different coaches, interviews. Um, 
and yeah, I think that just that kind of work rate and, and drive is what's been a big part of our success this year. Mm. Yeah, that's, that sounds like perfect way to ask this question. In terms of, obviously, the USL and, and in comparison with the leagues you've played in, obviously you see Coach Pierman taking bits and pieces of the European game and implementing them to the USL. What are things that you're seeing the USL do, US soccer do, right that's putting you know players in the right positions to have a more long-standing career in the game whether it's here or overseas because obviously we've seen a, a few players within the league make their way to Europe I'm just curious to get your take having obviously gone through the youth academy over there and and, and bounce to different clubs yeah yes yeah, something I get asked a lot obviously comparing leagues and um I've, I do find it quite quite difficult at times I think um I think it's, it's considered quite a physical league, the USL, and that's maybe kind of been to its hindrance in the past, maybe even before I came. Like That's kind of the, the stereotype of it, and there aren't really players, there's just more athletes. But I think go squad by squad, there's a lot of really good players. and You see guys that come on loan to, from the MLS teams or come from Europe, and they maybe think it's going to be easier than it is and maybe struggle a little bit more, or they don't really stand out the way they'd be expected to. So I think that's kind of credit to USL players. and. Um, you know, it's up to me and, and guys in the team to kind of prove that we're it's a good league and that there are quality players. And um, yeah, like you say, it's been shown by these young guys that are coming into the league. I think that's uh, that's shown the respect that it's got in Europe. You know, I see a lot of guys, especially, especially younger guys, that are making a name for themselves, get a lot of appearances in the league, and then and then move on to kind of bigger and better things. So that's that's kind of what it's all about. That's that's what you want to see. Yeah, it was really good to see. Um... Obviously, Dante Polvera make his his loan. Yeah, yeah he's a good Austin. Yeah, and and I'm sure you had a few words for him in terms of his his move back to the Scottish league and then Scottish football. What was that like? I guess working with someone who had who had also played in in um, another Scottish side at at Aberdeen. Yeah, it was it was good fun actually, just kind of hearing those references. And he played with some old teammates and, and um, just hearing stories about different coaches that that have that we've kind of both crossed paths with. So. Uh, now Dante was a really good player. Again, perfect example of someone coming to the league. Good quality, good good rep <coughs> reputation. Excuse me, and um, he scored in in Europe a couple of weeks ago actually. So it's again pretty good example of just um, how the league can be used and the kind of level that we're at. And it's uh, it's exciting to see. Although Aberdeen and Rangers have a little bit of a of a history, <laughs> so we have we have some beef. But I did wish him wish him well. So it's good. That's awesome. No, that's great to hear. Um... Robbie, obviously, from my experience going down to Charleston, talking with fans, you're seen as like this technical god on the pitch. You, your first touch, your distribution, um, your eye to pick a pass out. Um, where do you think you hone these skills? Do you think it's something that you naturally were just gifted with the ball, able to you know dictate play? Um, that first touch is something people talk about as you're either born with it or if you're not. Or was do you credit your your development to that? Is that something that you showed up every day to training to to work on? Kind of talk more about your development as a player and kind of how it's given you this reputation, obviously in Charleston. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think being a technical player, like I, I think I kind of had to be in some level when I was younger. I'm still not really the biggest, but especially when I was younger, I kind of relied on my on my technique more than physicality, and then thankfully grew up a little bit and. That definitely helped having that base, but um, I think obviously there's obviously an aspect of of uh, being born with it. But I've got two older brothers and my dad who are just soccer, football mad, and um, they were literally as soon as I could walk, they were putting a ball on my foot. And I think my dad was like really insistent on using both feet. So I think that's definitely 
the base of me being pretty pretty comfortable on both sides and obviously it's it's helped my career now. I'm playing left back, right back, left mid, right mid, whatever it might be to try help the team. So um I think uh, and then obviously being at Rangers we would practice all the time and in my free time I was I was playing with my neighbour and kicking the ball around my brothers, whoever it might be. So I think just all all those things combined is is kinda set me up to where I am now. But um yeah, an <laughs> older brother can do honestly. As, as somebody with a, an older brother, I know you have older brothers as well. It really yeah. goes a long way. And, and even if you yeah. end up being better at, at ball than they were, it's still. I mean, growing up and getting bullied and pushed around, it really does go a very long way in sports. Yeah. I don't. We speak. They're like time. they're like ten, twelve years older than me, so it's, it's double like the they were when I was trying to. So was, mm-hmm. trying to keep up with them wasn't wasn't too easy, but. Yeah. I bet the ref never saw any of the yellow cards they committed on. <laughs> I bet it was never, never an ER yeah. replay. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you at all known for a crunching tackle at all, or do you mostly stick to the finesse side of the game? Actually, speaking of Ben, he's called me the dirtiest player on the team pretty recently, <laughs> so that, that's up to him. I, mean, I have been putting in the tackles, I think, this year more than ever. I don't know, I don't know why. It has come out a few times, but um, probably just being angry from lack of sleep with a newborn at home and then taking it out at training but uh I, I like to think i've got a good balance aggression and and then once we've got the ball pretty comfortable on the ball as well so i don't know you can ask ben what he means by that <laughs> that's great um obviously tristan mentioned it you mentioned it as well you've been all over the pitch this season you played striker i think a bit you played left back you played right back um like you said left mid what has it been like for you who's someone that is known for a midfielder your bread and butter is being in the midfield distribution um possession that is your game what's it been like i guess switching the roles up this season kind of being you know called upon when needed and and not only being an impact probably vocally but just you're a player taking action and wherever you're put you you put a shift in. what's that like for you this season kind of being a role model in that role um yeah it's been it's, it's kind of reminded me of my youth days in, in some ways that was kind of part of leaving Scotland to go to Iceland like everyone back home wasn't really sure what it was because I'd played in so many positions and I think it's it's a help in one way it, it means you're valuable to the squad but in other ways you don't really master your your craft of a, as a midfielder sort of thing so I always felt midfield was my best position and that's why I, I left to kind of establish myself as that and then um, this year obviously Ben likes the smaller squads and we've had a few injuries here and there and guys away in international breaks so um, I mean I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm on the pitch. I I don't really put too much emphasis on where it is anymore. I think the team's had a good season. Whether I've played in left back and we've won quite a few games, like a few clean sheets, then it's it's obviously helping the team. And I'd like I said, I'm I'm just really happy happy helping the team however I can. And if that's playing in X position, then I'm I'm happy to do it sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. I I was someone. I I played midfield, but I I wasn't the level you're at at all. But uh, um not really the most utility type of player. So I do respect players that can just fit into any position and really, really put a shift in. So um, excited to hopefully see you on that pitch in a couple of weeks. And uh, like, like Tristan mentioned that, that corner flag fist pump or whatever it may be. <laughs> I remember. Probably, I mean, chat to me when you got the goalie gloves on and they put you between. The- <laughs> oh, that's, that's like- Cause that's the full mark of a utility player. Once you've uh, had some minutes in between the pipes. What's, uh, what's I guess what's been like your most unique career moment has there ever been like a moment where you got stuck in a situation as a player you're like i don't know what i'm doing in here i'm just gonna figure it out i'm in iceland what's happening yeah. <laughs> i think i mean going from the extreme cold to the extreme heat in charleston that was a pretty big jump 
Um, on the field. I wish I had a better answer for you. I can't really think of anything. I like to. I mean, I probably looked calm, and in my head, I'm freaking out at being in front of fifty thousand at the range <laughs> game. But other than that, I can't really. Nothing really springs to mind. No. All good. Are All you good. a hot weather guy? See, I'm partial to the fall. This is this up mm-hmm. here northeast oh, is like the best time of year for me. Are you not a hot weather guy? Coming where you came from? Nah, I I tolerate the heat rather than enjoy it. I'd say my wife always makes fun of me for putting sunscreen on just literally going for a walk in the morning or something I, I don't know i keep me in the shade i'll train in the heat and then the rest of the day i'm happy happy staying out to it but the weather this week's been perfect this is my kind of kind of thing yeah the same could be yeah. said up here yeah. the, the yeah. boston heat and humidity can really yeah. put a drain in, in the day um obviously players are on the horizon we've talked about that a lot what do you do getting in the right mindset for these games are you a superstitious player do you have a routine that you follow that this is what I do every day to have a good day, a good day of training, a good day um, on the pitch in the game. I'd like to know more about kind of how that, how you look at different, you know, points without the throughout the career and mm-hmm. the season and when it's playoff time. Yeah, um, like I said, I think we've had a successful year, you know, overall. So I don't think changing up the routine too much is kind of the way to go for the playoffs. Like I think it's it's a massive game and everyone knows that, but there's pressure on both sides. So whoever can handle that best is, is usually a team that comes out on top. Um, in terms of routine, I think up until, like say my daughter being born, that was quite routine, but I don't know if you have kids, but once you have them, it's pretty hard to stick to that kind of <laughs> regimented thing that you'd like. So um, I think that's been a big lesson this year. And, you know, thankfully I feel like I've been still able to perform despite not having the kind of usual routine that I'd like or prep. But um not like like I said, I don't think I, we're looking to change too much. I think obviously once we know who we're playing, um, studying the other team was something that's been pretty big for me the last couple of years. We've got so much access to it now that it's uh, you can pick up little little habits that certain players might have or the team as a whole. But again, Ben Pierman's kind of massive on that and studying the opposition teams. He makes it easier for us players. You know, he having the coaching staff lay out for us, and hopefully we can exploit little little weaknesses whoever it is. Yeah, that sounds great. When you're uh, when you're minding the heat in Charleston, uh, what are some things you like to do around town? Have you found any uh, quiet spots or spots you can bring the baby or a nice date spot you like? We'll be there in a, in a week or two, so we'll take any rides. Oh, to give us. <laughs> um, it's a good question. Like my parents are in town right now, so I should be on full full tourist mode. Um, a couple of beaches like IOP, Isle Palms, Kiowa Beach. Um, restaurant wise, there's any number. Honestly, there's you could spend all year sampling the restaurants in town and you'd, you'd hit them all. There's so many nice ones here, but um, Obstinate Daughter's a good one. Uh, Halls downtown's obviously pretty famous, but it's, it's pretty high quality. So, I mean, you can't go wrong living in Charleston and going out and the beaches, the food, people, it's, 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 it's a good time. Beer, the you, beer is good too. The so. beer is good. Uh, are you an oyster I'm guy? Not, How do you feel about I'm oysters? Not, not a beer man i'm not a big drinker i'm not an oyster man either i'm sorry to let you down but man, two good. of life's greatest pleasures I know. Beer, I know. come on especially in charleston so we're at the end here robbie wanted to just do a couple quick fire questions don't need to think too long on these whatever comes to mind obviously say whatever you're thinking but uh off the ready. food you miss the most from home not not the cleanest not the healthiest but probably a good old-fashioned like fish and chips mm, those are good those are good especially 
Hard yeah. to beat. In that area. Okay, best experience so far playing in the USL. Oh. I would say I'd say the best yet to come with I'd like to think for this year. But I think um clinching playoffs a few weeks ago, having home. That was that was a big one. We've worked hard this year and um obviously being out of the playoffs the last couple of years. It was it was a big moment for the club, I think. The boys got rowdy in the locker room. I saw the videos. <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. Love to see that. Favorite career moment? Uh probably first first goal for Rangers. It was the first career goal, fifty thousand in the stadium, and that was a nice moment for all those years building up to it. Now, favorite part of American culture. Now this could you could attack this at any angle. You could say food, <laughs> or you could say movies if you'd like. You could say the weather, the people, take it however you want. Probably not the people. But... Not the people, but <laughs> Uh, people are up there. Wife's American. That's, uh, I like the people. Uh, I would say I'd probably say TV shows. I think that was that was kind of my downtime when I was when I was done from training for the day and kind of taught me a lot about American culture and made it easier moving over here. And yeah, TV shows. Oh, what were you watching, Game of Thrones? Because there's no dragons here, obviously. There are <laughs> giant wolves or people with swords. <laughs> Game of Thrones is up there. Um, what would I watch? Sopranos. Oh yeah, nice. the Sopranos is great. Uh, Entourage class, one of my favorites. Um, like Family Guy, South Park, just anything really. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Crawford, a TV connoisseur. Those are great. Those are great. Those are great options for. Uh, yeah, those yeah. are great options to get you. Uh, <laughs> made it to America yeah. here, which is which is great to hear. Exactly. Well, the table with Tony Soprano, you know how to handle any situation. <laughs> Is, is what I've heard. But uh, Robbie, obviously, it's wonderful having you here. Absolute pleasure getting to chat with you. We're very excited to see you. Hopefully, uh, you know, put in a kick-ass performance when we come down there for the playoffs. But in the meantime, work hard and stay healthy and send our best to your family, obviously, and, uh, and the daughter. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for the time. Thanks, so you'll be here for the playoffs. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we will. we'll be there uh pitch side with the camera so i'll be on the sideline yeah. if you want to come celebrate and give me a hug we can do that too we can meet that's at the flag. Wonderful. yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting up on it together i think that'd be really funny perfect <laughs> see you then all the best Bobby. see you soon all right appreciate it thanks a lot guys thanks